When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Purple Daily. It's Zolgad, Courtney Cronin, ESPN, who joins us for a couple episodes every Friday. Declan Goff, as always, producing. And, uh, Courtney, with teams starting to report to training camp, uh, and the Vikings obviously being, and the rest of the league obviously, being impacted by... Uh, the COVID tests and players now being put on this COVID list, blah, blah, blah. And players, it seems like, and probably wisely so, opting out of the 2020 season. My question, and I'll start with the Vikings, but this goes league-wide as well. My question for you is this. Um, how much do fans, media, and probably most importantly, teams themselves need to change their thinking for what their expectations were um initially going to be going into 2020 versus now when some very key players are saying, you know what, I'll see in 2021. Everyone needs to change the expectations from the coaching staff to the players themselves of, you know, hitting these milestones and, and, you know, goals that they have for themselves for the season to us and realizing that our coverage needs to change and it's going to have to change because the access is changing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cross the spectrum. Everyone needs to realize that this is not going to be a normal year. First off, that word normal gives me PTSD. So when I say, you know, when people talk about, I can't wait till things go back to normal. No, it's I can't wait until things go to the other side. We get to the other side of this. Got to pivot that way. And that's how we have to look at it in the NFL, in baseball, in sports across across the spectrum. Um, I'm not saying that this season is going to needs to have an asterisk next to it. Um, you know, whoever is the champion of the NFL season, if we even get to whatever the Super Bowl looks like, they will have, des- you know, they will have fought their way to get there. Even if it is the Cincinnati Bengals who, you know, have no punt, nothing, not even a puncher's chance right now. But if something happens where the rest of the league is just decimated by COVID and they get there, we know the circumstances of this year. You know what I mean? It's just like, I look at this whole thing and I realize that people's expectations, they're trying to make something normal out of something that is completely not normal. There's a reason this is a 100-year pandemic. It doesn't happen every year. So we're trying to figure this out. And I think it's hard for people because all out, all throughout free agency and all to, to really, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the NFL had the luxury of time to work with here, realizing, let's see how other leagues do it. They'd be the guinea pig. We'll figure it out from there because we're the NFL. We're the biggest. We're the baddest. We have the most money, um, most fans, the whole thing. We'll figure it out when it gets to us. Well, now it's getting to them and they're kind of like, hmm, 
okay, so we're not any different than anybody else. Like we are still dealing with this the way that they and were. And it's not but, improving too. And it's not. As a it's country, we're not, not improving. It's probably not going to. Yeah. And so I think people are still holding on to the expectations of what the topics were a couple months ago. Tom Brady goes down to Tampa Bay. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Mike Evans. Rob Gronkowski's there. You know, they're, they're starting to form a run game. They get, you know, Tristan Wirfs. They got a good offensive line. That offense is going to be great. They're going to win the Super Bowl in their own home stadium. Okay, that's a fun topic to have, but let's move forward to reality. Yes, that still very well may happen, but we're going to be dealing with guys going in and out, in and out, in and out throughout the season. Right now, you're seeing the landscape of teams change drastically. I mean, the Patriots had five players alone that first day that the opt-outs were starting to come out. Yeah. Um, the entire look of their defense very well could have changed. And, I mean, even with the Minnesota Vikings, with Michael Pierce opting out, a very big portion of their defense, granted it's his first year, it was supposed to be his first year in Minnesota, um, you know, things are changing. Teams and the, 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 the makeup of teams are changing, Judd, it seems, by the day. And that's something that is just, you know, that is the new – that's the new normal, if you want to call it that. I'm actually a little bit more okay with that than people just saying normal. But um, it's the expectations. You've got to temper them. This is unlike anything anybody has ever dealt with. And I know it stinks to kind of have to realize that. Sports may be very different and the games may look different and everything yep. to feel. But, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. I love this topic because everything that you just outlined is rational and and I try. people might not like it, but it's just the damn truth. Like that's yeah. what you said. It's just the truth. Here's why I love this topic. Sports people. And I'm going to put National Football League people at the top of this list. They don't like change. Mm-hmm. They are they, they like to bully life, if that makes sense. Like they plow through, get out Make of life. life bend to them. They exactly. They have zero patience. This is head coaches. This is GMs. This is once the season starts, uh, my wife, my kid, and my dogs go in their room, and I'm Mr. Football for the next X amount of months. Okay. So, so to go back to what you just said, incredibly rational thoughts. As a person who covers guys like Spielman, Zimmer, the league as a whole, how does your thought process in your mind work with how they operate? Because this to me flies in the face of what football people believe, which is COVID-19, get out of my damn way. Do you know who I work for? The National Football League. All right, I'm going to pull Go up ahead. a tweet because you, you brought something up that I thought was a really good um, – I'm trying to look for it as I speak. But a, you brought up a good point with coaches and how you know people function in this society. And you know, yesterday, I believe, it was on a conference call uh, with reporters, um, it, you know, the Steelers were. So Mike Tomlin spoke about you know, everything that was going on in the kind of situation. And this is from – um, a DD who works for, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name because I've tried before and I've botched it, but oh, terrific reporter, yep. a, D- a DD, per- terrific reporter for the NFL network. Uh-huh. Some coaches are warm and fuzzy with the media. Mike Tomlin is not, which makes how he ended his call today, recognizing that the challenges pay cuts were all faced and all things we're facing in this environment, all more meaningful. He said, I'm going to work my tail off to give you what I can. That is somebody who understands everything. Um, that needs to be said and understood this season. You know, coaches, they are creatures of habit. You have to be a little clinically insane to be a coach in the NFL, just given everything you're dealing with. And, and just the stress of this job is immense. Not the only ones going through it. 
We're going through it too. We have jobs too. Mm -hmm. People are getting laid off and furloughed from papers across the country. We are doing our damn best to cover the teams. And it's kind of like, you guys got to give a little, we got to give a little. Um, and, and I think that that's the nature of, you know, everybody, like which, which catchphrase, I saw something on Twitter a while ago, like which catchphrase annoys you more about COVID-19? Quote, we're all in this together or quote, um, you know, this, these unprecedented times or whatever. And I, I think the, there's kind of a, a slew of those, just they become buzzwords. We're going to, you know, cringe kind of when we hear them going forward when we get to the other side of this. But right. the we're all in this together type thing doesn't just mean the team themselves. It's everybody that is a part of the NFL, including the media. Um, and I know that teams are doing their best right now to try to make this thing better, try to make coverage and things and make their league sell. Coaches and GMs are going to have to bend a little bit, you know, to, to help us out too, because it's not like, you know, first off, we're not out to get anybody. I know that that's just such a tired, lazy narrative, but um, it will require everyone mm -hmm. to make this thing work this year. I mean, I know that, you know, I know certain scouts and certain teams um, aren't even in tier two and tier, you know, tier two or tier one, obviously wouldn't be in tier one, but they're having to work from home. They're not having any contact with coaches. So that's certain teams that I've, you know, checked in with. That makes their job infinitely harder to make sure that the construct of each roster is where it needs to be. So I look at the situation and I look at, hey, everybody's trying their best. Temper expectations, but also be a human being about this whole thing and realize that you can't do the things the old way that you used to do it. And I think nothing's going to be more pertinent than that. Of, of seeing that in action right. then on a Thursday or Friday when the injury report comes out before a big ass game and we see a star quarterback on the injury report with the COVID with a COVID designation or, you know, multiple players, like how do teams handle it? That is true crisis mode. That is true. Right. You know, but you have to be prepared not, for that. Like that's going, yeah. you're right. That's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. How you prepare for it, how you prepare your backups. I mean, this is going to change potentially how teams form their 53-man roster. Maybe you keep three quarterbacks on the roster this year. I mean, obviously, you don't have to do that. You could always keep somebody on the practice squad at the run in the risk of them getting poached by another team. But mm -hmm. this is why the practice squads have expanded potentially to 16 this year because there's going to be instances of this. I think that that's the good thing with the NFL. They're at least prepared in that standpoint to be like, no, like our healthiest, you know, Tom Brady and his avocado diet, like, you know, he's immune to this. He's not going to get it. He we don't need to do anything like that. No, like – they're preparing for everybody, not just your big old offensive linemen who may have pre-diabetes or your defensive tackles that we're seeing a ton of them opt out of the league already. Right. You're concerned about like their breathing issues. This can impact anybody. So be prepared for it and just try to the whole next man up mentality. Sometimes some people like roll their eyes at that. That is the case this year in everything. Cliches are now true, Courtney. Yes. One day at a time is literally I know. how I lived my entire life. Which, by the way, I hate when I was like I hate I'm, too, ordinarily but... that's a BS way to that's garbage. Uh, but yeah, cliches in 2020 cliches actually apply to our lives in sports and, and More in non-sports. Like I'm on to Cincinnati is something I use to literally get myself through like, wow, today really sucks because we're seeing these numbers pop up and everything else. And man, I'm really stressed about my job. My yeah. on to Cincinnati, you have to move forward to the next thing. And I think with NFL teams, we're seeing kind of society and like, it's like a microcosm of society. And they always try to, you know, operate like that. Like, well, if locker rooms, you know, if society could more model a locker room, we'd be in good, in good shape. You know, I hear that. I kind of 
roll my eyes at that sometimes. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. But, you know, we can learn a lot, I think, from sports and just the way that you have to pivot and pivot quickly. The decision makers are going to be judged. No, this is going to be the one year that their way that they try to handle this in crisis communication format. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to be remembered for. The ones who did it the right way and the ones who just waited to the last minute and, and chose not to accept the reality of the situation on the Vikings off that point then and every team is going to publicly say well yeah it's tough but you know to your point next man up blah 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 right Mm -hmm. um do you think or have you heard rumblings that internally in Egan that the Vikings are going to have to adjust expectations because they're going to when they do take the field eventually, assuming that they do, Courtney Cronin, uh, Pierce is gone now. So the yeah. interior of your D line is massively changed in a bad way. You yeah. still have, and of course, this is not uh, COVID related, but you still have self induced. Um, you're trying to work not one, not two, but three new corners in. I got to believe internally, if I'm Zim and I sit down with the Wills and Spielman now with, with my new contract. I'm going to say, you know, boys, I'm not going to talk about this in press conferences, but in, mm-hmm. but internally be very aware here that my my pride and joy in life is what? A big nose tackle and corners. And I don't know what I'm going to get there. Uh, I just got to think that teams are going to rearrange their expectations and just not tell us that. Of course. I think you have to. If you're a realistic person, um it's usually always here kind of like they'll go back and talk about the expectations in hindsight and all the things that may have hurt them in a given season. They'll never talk about it during. Um, And and that's, that's a coaching tactic. That's, you know, keep your team locked in, make people still believe. Like I get it. I mean, Mike Zimmer could have talked about that during when he lost Teddy, when he loses Sam Bradford um, and be like, well, yeah, like, you know, expect things to suck for a little bit. Um, but he never did. I mean, and, and you'll hear people talk about it in hindsight of, well, look at all the things that happened. Of course, X, Y, Z was the outcome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this year, and I, I remember asking him on the conference call last week just about, you know, you got this three-year deal. You fought for this three-year deal. It's why this thing took so damn long to get settled. Um, instead of just accepting another year, another one-year contract extension, and then, you know, you could, as he said, he's like, at my age, the, the length of it was very important because yes. he's going to be 64 this year. So let's say it goes, you know, goes into this, he gets another one and then he gets fired or something. Then he's 66 and he admitted it'd be hard to get a head coaching job and rightfully so. But then it's like, I followed up with him and asked, well, do you kind of feel like you have the luxury of time in a bit to make this thing work, to see your vision through, you've got to make this year player development year. And he's like, well, Courtney, I'm not the most patient person. Yes, we know that. Um, and that's fine. You want to keep your foot on the gas? Absolutely. Dude, I mean, wh- why would you concede right now? Like, this is going to be a development year. Right. Like, you, that's smart. I absolutely get it. But, like, when you when you strip all that PR and, you know, all of the, the, the positive talk away, you're looking at a team that just went through a massive roster revamp with its defense. You have cornerbacks, which Mike has talked about, usually takes them about three years to truly get it in the NFL, but particularly in his defense. Mike mm-hmm. Hughes may have been the only exception to that, at least to my knowledge, because um, the way that Zim talked about Hughes as a rookie, I've never heard such glowing praise. Um, and that was really impressive, and that made me think, you know, had he not had the injuries, he'd be so much further along. But you have a brand-new starting group of corners. Your defensive line is now playing musical chairs. You're going to have to kind of realize, even internally, like, you know, do the best you can – but if you win this year, 
it's all gravy, but you're kind of, I mean, the way that the roster was built mm-hmm. through, for, through really through the draft um, and really the things that they didn't do in free agency, but truly through the draft, it sets you up for the future. You, you're asking Justin Jefferson to be Stefan Diggs. It's that's not going to happen in year one. He's going to have to learn how to play yeah. receiver in the NFL. I mean, yes, he is the heir apparent and the replacement for Diggs, but you can't walk in here day one expecting Stefan Diggs to show up. That is just not what's going to happen. So, yeah, you're built for 2021 and beyond. The expectations, though, for 2020, you know, outside expectations, because I know teams can do whatever they want. They can put their goal list in their lockers, players, that is, and right. coaches can do whatever they want. But realistic expectations, anything you do in 2020, I mean, you made some all-in moves, like extending Kirk Cousins when you didn't have to, um, but now you got him. You can extend Dalvin Cook if you want to, but for now you got him in 2020 if you don't. Um, if you win this year, it's gravy, but you are set up to win. You better win in 2021. That's when the expectations and the heat really comes on. Last thing, give me a team that you think, um, in the current environment and circumstances is the most prepared to thrive in COVID ball. And by that, I I mean, do do you see a team that's run by a good young coach? Like, I got to think the old coaches ain't going to do great here because they're going to they're going to bristle and be chafed. But do you think that there is a team that you can identify that you say to yourself, you know what? I could see I could see that guy taking this and and assuming that his roster is not decimated being successful. Honestly, no. Because I think that, A, it's still too early to tell how we're really going to react to this. We're not even at training camp yet. I mean, guys are in that acclimation period. But even as of late this week, the Buffalo Bills sent their rookies home to do the virtual stuff because they realized this is, you know, it's not working right now, guys. Everybody, you know, there are a lot of, I think it was five players had tested positive. Um, I think that the teams you see making heads up moves like that, even when it's like, oh, my goodness, like, you know, what does this say about the league? Like, you know, what does it say about like where things are? You know, the ones who can get out ahead of it are going to be the ones who ultimately succeed. And the ones who can understand that their way of doing things before um, is not going to cut it by and large in 2020. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, everything has to change, but your scheme may have to be altered because especially what you're doing on defense, you might not have the same level of talent. Um, can, Can you ask like, Anthony Barr, for example, can you ask Eric Wilson to do what Anthony Barr does everything with it? No. Like, you know, Eric Wilson's a terrific linebacker. He's probably the number three if they're ever in their base, but I mean, he can certainly fill in and he has before. Um, But, you know, you have to, this is an adjustment league coaches. I mean, you know, we're going to be working like probably twice as hard to come up with like secondary and tertiary plans for like, what is, what does my defense look like this week? Assuming this guy can't go, mm-hmm. how am I going to have to adjust how we rush the passer in this sub package? Are we going to use more blitzes? I mean, it's kind of actually, it could be very cool to see what the adjustments are because coaches are always judged on how do you adjust? How do you work on the fly? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There, there's no right. year to work on the fly better than this year. Great stuff. Th- thanks, Courtney. Talk to you next week. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.